what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Brothers in Tech is a weekly podcast focusing on home technology, helping provide you and our fellow brothers and sisters in tech with some assistance and discussion along the way. You may be hearing a lot about virtual reality or augmented reality, but really what is that and why should we be talking about it now? Is it something that's going to be more popular in the future or are you already using it and just don't know it? The brothers in tech and the sisters in tech all come together to talk here about virtual reality and augmented reality. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Brothers in Tech here on the Mesh.tv. My name is Alan Jackson. I'm a uh, video and content producer and a survey data researcher out here in North Carolina for Jackson Creative and Jackson Insight. And I am very happy, as always, to be joined with my brother in tech, my my true brother in tech, my my only brother in tech, <laughs> Brian Jackson. Hey, Brian, how you doing? I'm good, Alan. I'm good, Alan. <clears throat> I am your, your only brother, your real brother. <coughs> I'm sorry. Hey. You got me all choked up. And your brother well, in tech, which uh, I'm very happy to be. So I'm doing good. I'm well, doing good. Brian, good. Well, Brian's a professor of kinesiology at Pacific University and also a project director with uh, Synaptic. And uh, he has been, you and I have been doing the shows for... Uh, Many, many months Gosh, now. Yeah, It's yeah. our one chance, as we say, to get together and not only uh, talk as brothers, but talk about our favorite topic, which is technology. And especially when it comes to home, family tech, and technology that people, everyday people can use and what, helping understand how to use it, what it is, uh, what it could mean for you in your life. And um, as we're talking family, you know, we've been really fortunate the last two weeks to have with us as our another co-host, our sister, Mary Margaret Baker. And once again, we have brought her back because, man, I, I felt like there was maybe more you and Brian had to <laughs> follow up on from the last episode. So I thought maybe I'd bring you guys back to follow up on that discussion. Well, we, we've talked offline. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. We are so talking social media again settled. today, right? Are you? No, no, are no. You guys no, we're, we're jumping back in. No. <laughs> round round was, two. All Let's I want to know is, all I want to know is, are you guys okay? Is everything okay between you now? So are we good? 100%. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because the social media episode, in case you did not hear it, <laughs> I would encourage you to go back and listen. Uh, pour yourself a nice drink, kind of make yourself comfortable, and just let it roll because it is a, it's a fun conversation. I, I admittedly, I kind of checked out for a little while on that one. I, uh, I you, let you guys just roll. You don't have to admit um, it. It was pretty obvious, right? You were, you were, <laughs> you were there, right? You were, I was, you were I was Switzerland. I was Switzerland yep. on the whole, uh, yep. social media, uh, angle there. So anyway, good topic. I do recommend going back and checking that out. If you didn't hear that talking about the pros and cons of social media in today's world, but, um, let's talk about something maybe, maybe a little newer, something maybe a little more on the horizon, Brian, I know I'm uh, I'm personally really interested in hearing more about this because I'll admit I'm not as versed in this as I should be, 
What is the topic we're going to be talking about, Brian? So I'm pretty excited today because uh, I will say this is a topic that I'm not that well-versed in either and has kind of... Oh, me to do a little what are we doing here? Let's talk a little bit about what none of us know about. Um, hey, no, Margaret, I you was, got anything? No. <laughs> no, I will say that this is not something that I have spent a lot of time in with virtual reality and algorithm reality, uh, but I have researched it a little bit and... Uh, and I and I've been kind of interested to know how we already are using this technology. And you know, I don't know about YouTube, but for me, still when I hear virtual reality, I still think uh, the Minority Report. I, I still think the Matrix. I still think like this yeah. crazy thing where I've got goggles on and I'm in a a uh, you know a foreign land and I'm kind of uh, looking through files and all this fun, fun stuff. And I think it's great. And there, there are those uses now um, for virtual reality. But I think what's interesting is that they've taken that technology and started to make it more uh, readily available for all different aspects of our life. And um, mm-hmm. so I think it's kind of interesting for us to maybe demystify a little bit the idea of virtual reality and augmented reality as being maybe this far out technology that, you know, is in this futuristic world to how can it actually be useful, you know, as the topic of this, uh, the brothers in tech happens to be of the, yeah. the home and the everyday mm-hmm. use. So, um, so I thought it'd be kind of cool for us to talk a little bit about what are these terms? What do they mean? Mm-hmm. How do they differ? Uh, there's actually a couple more terms that I can kind of throw into the mix, um, at, which shows you how this technology is growing, that they continue to subdivide it up. And then maybe we can talk about like how might we how might we see this in the future, right? Where 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 might it be useful for the everyday person? I think that's great. I think if we can kind of treat this as a little bit of a primer for all of us, and hopefully our listeners on what what are these terms, and when you hear it, because I I, th- I agree with you, Brian. I mean, I hear virtual reality immediately. You just think, okay, that's it's all video gaming. Yeah, it's it's yeah. all a higher level of gaming. And I'll admit, I've we've had a virtual reality headset. A, a, a deal at our house before for me and my, my, my kids. And so I'm very versed in that side of it. Um, but then when you hear augmented reality, AR, and that's a term that's come up a lot more. I mean, I think there's a needs to be an understanding of what the difference is, but I'm more interested in thinking about how could this really help us in everyday life? How can these technologies, yeah. where might we see these technologies <clears throat> in the next couple of years, just popping up in a, normal occurrence outside of just video games. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, so let's do some, let's do some definitions first, right? Kind of lay the the foundation here, right? So virtual reality, that's the term that's been around the longest, right? VR. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and you guys jump in if, you know, you have a better way of kind of describing this, but I think of virtual reality as being, you are submersing, submersing yourself into a new world. So everything about that is digitally created. Right. So this is where we see putting on a pair of goggles and everything that that person then sees is digitally created. So no longer seeing the real world. Right. They are seeing a virtual world. Um, and, and of course, video games is exactly where this thing became popular. Right. Like what better way to do a virtual environment to be in a game, immerse yourself into a game? Well, yeah, not only is it just the most it's the most intuitive way to think about virtual reality because i mean gaming you kind of even in a traditional video gaming on a screen you are trying to immerse yourself into an environment so the idea of 
virtual reality means you truly can, instead of just looking forward at the screen, you could actually be somewhere where you can look all around you and right. you can look up or down and you can feel yourself moving through it. So it, it absolutely makes sense from a video gaming standpoint. And that's uh, that idea. I mean, I think it, you know, it definitely started in the video game realm. Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> I hate saying from what I've read and understand that it, it also kind of took off a lot more in the adult um, space of uh, online. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not, listen, I'm I actually not don't know anything know about what anything you're talking about. about please this. go on. Please, I, please tell us. I'm more. just saying this is, un- unfortunately, guys, this is where some of the technologies we come to live with get their, mm-hmm. their heyday. VHS was the same way. VHS really took off with the adult, uh, adult <laughs> video market. So anyway, but that being said, so I mean, those are the kind of things that people think about with virtual reality, right? right. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, if you think about any any situation in which the real world, right, is something you want to get away from, right? Yeah. And, and that's, you know, I mean, imagine I said, hey, listen, I want to, um, uh, I'm, a, I'm a travel agent, not that they're actually around anymore, I don't think, but I'm a travel agent and I'd like to show you what this hotel room is going to look like in Aruba, right? Put on these goggles and look around, right? Look around this yeah. virtual environment that I've created, right? So mm-hmm. the good situation where I can't be there, I can't just jump over and take a look and see if I want to go travel there, but I may be able to experience a virtual uh, creation of that experience, right? So I think there's a lot of situations where if you can't be there, if you can't travel there, if you can't go and actually create that, but you need to experience it, um, I think that's where virtual reality is really taken off. Now, the challenge is that takes an awful lot of back-end development. I mean, you were talking about creating the entire world, right? And not just the entire world, not just going in and saying, hey, I'm going to take video of everything in front of me and put it in a virtual world. No, I'm going to take video of everything around me, and I'm going to take a, a step two centimeters ahead and take everything around me and two more centimeters and take everything. You're talking about scanning an entire environment in order to create that environment that you can walk through or expand through. Which the average yeah. business is not going to be able to pull no. off. No, I mean, yep. Yep. For, for quite some time, it seems like, cause that it doesn't seem like it's fresh or it's still fresh enough that it's going to be super pricey time extensive and really need a qualified professional to handle it as yes. well. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so, so let's think here's a, um, all three of us have been through this particular uh, industry recently, right? Real estate. Okay. Real estate has made its world of, okay, we're going to jump in and we're going to scan an entire home, do 3d modeling, 3d video, all that sort of stuff so that people can potentially see it without having to come and visit it. So that was well worth their time and energy, right? Now, they weren't digitally creating anything. They weren't going and saying, I'm going to get on and actually create this cool house and adapt this house and make this house. So they're kind of using actual reality to create virtual reality. But I still think it was somewhat considered virtual reality because you're not there, right? You're not actually seeing it. You're seeing a representation of it, right? It's still a computer developed environment. Correct. It's just in those situations, it's using real photography, real video to surround you, but there's still the computer computation on the back end of 
figuring out where you are in relation to what you're looking where at you're to looking. make sure you're seeing yeah. everything in a very virtual yeah. environment. Yeah. So true, true um, virtual reality means you really need to, I mean, almost all of them are done with goggles, right? With headsets, because what you need yeah. to do is make sure that you take into account the head movement and get it so that it feels like you're actually looking around this environment. Unlike the real estate of me scrolling with a mouse, right? That's kind of a very simple step into the virtual 3D world, right? But uh, true rea- and, virtual reality and, is headsets. And just to clarify on this too, so, you know, traditional video gaming on a, on a flat computer monitor, even though on a game, you know, you can turn and look and move all around. It's not virtual reality because right. you're still experiencing it through a singular plane in front of you for it to be virtual reality means you've got to be enveloped in this world around yourself. Yep. Um, Yep. So a headset is really the only way to do it or some, something on your head covering your eyes Mm -hmm. is the only way to really experience a virtual reality world right now. Right. Well, Um, to make it true. Yeah. To make it true that you are not only going to look around, but you're going to turn your head and move around, right? And that you're going to experience that environment. So that's that's the standard. That's the that's kind of the historic way of thinking of this reality world, right? VR was kind of the um, the big step. It's where which I think is kind of funny, actually, if you think about it. Virtual reality, which is really the big experience, it takes a lot of technology in order to do that. Was kind of the first step, whereas it should have been really the last step. Right. I think people took it and said, well, we're going to try this first step. And then they started realizing you really don't have to go that far. Right. You don't have to change everything. Right. And that's where the world of AR comes into play. So AR is augmented reality. And the easiest way to think of that is it is your reality with some augmentation. Right. With some changes to it. So you are seeing what you normally would see in the real world with some digital add-ons. Okay. Yeah. So, so an example would be, um, uh, navigation, right? I hold up my, my phone in some of the street views. Now, if I'm navigating and I can see through my phone, what the phone is seeing on the other side. So the street in front of you. So as I move it around, I'm actually seeing on the screen, the street, but digitally I'm having things that pop up that say, Hey, here's a sign that says, this is where you want to go. Or here's, um, uh, you know, you've got a dire- an arrow that says, go this way, right? That arrow is not in the real world. That is a augmented version of reality. And this is what I think most of us are starting to see. And, and where I think, honestly, the, the real advantage of this technology is. Rather than mm-hmm. saying you need technology to put on your head and get away from reality, to say, let's mm-hmm. take reality and add to it. Right. Let's give yeah. you some digital add-ons here. Um, so, because the fact of the matter is, with virtual reality, Brian, I mean, you are you are entering another world around you, and you're you're becoming disconnected from the real world. Yep. Yep. Augmented reality is. The market is all for the VR. I'll yep. take the virtual one. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Check. Yeah. Is it an Maybe either that. or? Do we have to choose one? <laughs> I, I'd like the virtual. Um, but with augmented, it's it's more of saying, let's keep you connected to the real world, but let's use the power of computing and location awareness and all of this to make your real world experience more enhanced. Yep. Yeah. Right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, and, and now the challenge of it is, 
So let's think tech for a second. How am I going to digitally create things in the real world? So you could do that with goggles, right? We could create a goggles that you put on your face that allows you to see through and see the real world or see what a camera on the outside of the goggles is seeing from the real world projected on the inside of the goggles. Mm -hmm. And then other things added on. They have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They have versions of that. But again, is that something that people are going to do every day, right? I'm going to go right. put these big goggles on and I'm going to walk around and kind of engage with the world like that. Now, the cool part was a few years ago, and I think this was well above its, well ahead of its time, which is why it did not succeed. You know, Google Glass, everybody kind of probably heard of that kind of failed technology in a way. But really, I'd, I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts, Alan and, and May Morgan mm-hmm. as well, like, Google Glass, people often think, oh, that was a failed technology. Actually, I think that was a just a technology that was well ahead of its time. They tried to take too many steps forward, right? Because I think that we're going to see that exact same technology refined very, very soon. So Apple's going to do that very, very quickly. They're going to have their own version of this. That was exactly what I was going to say is that the Google Glass experiment, I mean, I think it had two things going against it. It was a, it was a little ahead of its time. People weren't ready for it yet to be an everyday thing they would wear. And two, I mean, the glasses did look a little more ostentatious. I mean, yeah. you kind of knew if you somebody knew came up to you, they're wearing one of these Google glass. And it's one of those technologies that if, if everybody's not doing it, but they are very, very small select number of people's doing it, they, it's an uncomfortable situation. Yeah. It's not yeah. something that's widespread accepted yet. There was a lot of people saying, Oh my gosh, are you recording me? What's going on? Right. Why are you wearing that type of thing? Now you get somebody like an Apple to make it mainstream in the next few years where everybody, not only do the glasses look stylish and people want to wear them, or maybe they don't look like they got big honking cameras on the side of them. And it doesn't look so obvious that right. they're uh, AR glasses and more people have them then all of a sudden you start to have something people kind of accept and, and, and are comfortable with. Yep. Um, yep. I also think there's got to be some confidence levels about security too. Cause I mean, I still think there's a, the minute you're wearing something with a computing power and a camera on a, on your eyes, meaning everything you see could be recorded, could be broadcast, could be done anything with that's still going to be, we still got a societal issue to get past that before yep. everybody's comfortable with yep. it. That's why I trust more of an Apple to pull it off from a security standpoint and give those assurances that I think people will listen to. So anyway, yeah, yeah. I agree with you though on that. Yeah. But you know, that was the whole, the beauty of that technology is the fact that they made that attempt. Everybody saw kind of the potential of it. And then now we've allowed ourselves 10 more years to try to refine it before it really becomes, you know, mainstream. Yeah. But the whole idea, just for people who don't know, Google Glass was a pair of glasses that had a camera on it that was pointed out that could record. If you were to say to it, you know, record or take a picture, it would take a picture of what you're seeing because there's a camera pointed out. Um, But at the same point, the glass you were looking through had some little projections on it, maybe not projections, but uh, digital screens in the corner of your view. So you could say, uh, tell me how to get to the library. And the navigation would be in the corner of your glasses as opposed Mm -hmm. to you having to look down at your phone, right? So you could just be walking normally and see in the corner, you know, here's where I need to go straight turn. And I think that was, that was genius, right? Because it was taking people away from needing the phone in their hand 
And it was allowing them to more naturally engage with the world. But as you said, there were lots of lots of issues, lots of big, big world issues, right? Of are you recording me? Right. Uh, what's my, the safety? Is this a way for you to take pictures of people without them knowing? Right, lots of things. Um, so yeah, I agree. It's but it but it is it has had enough time to where what we're going to see probably in the next year or two with Apple coming out with its version means that just like with every other technology, I tend I, I we tend to see Apple do. They let other people fail. They learn from it. And then they do a more well-defined, well-thought-out version of it. And I think that's exactly what they're going to do. Uh, and you're right, safety, security are big in Apple's world, right? So it'll have some, at least some layer of, okay, yes, pictures can be taken from this. However, <laughs> there'll be some layer that says, you know, um, uh, we will only, you know, have pictures that cannot be, you know, um, tagged or they cannot be uploaded from this device to any other place or something. I mean, there's going to be some layer of security there that, that hopefully yeah. is going to take a lot of time to get through. But I think to me, that's what's really exciting. Other than that, I mean, we do this already, right? How many, I mean, do you guys have apps that have, in, you know, included augmented reality, like where you pull the app up and you point your camera and it shows digital things in that environment? Have you guys experienced that? I mean, any kind of like uh, what the filters that people use on photographs and camera where they can apply filters and uh, animated things on top of their faces. I mean, right. that's technically augmented reality. Yep. It's just uh, there's already that. Um, well, you've been, on a, you've been on a Zoom call where someone has a a virtual filter that shows a top pad on them, right? That's not really there, right? Well, that's augmenting the reality. That's of augmented there. reality. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Margaret, the biggest you- thing I've seen – yeah, great, Margaret. Sorry. Well, I have an app that is a plant uh, identifier one, but while that is not the augmented part, it does show you on your screen what the blooms will look like. Okay. Yep. Well, that's cool. So so when it puts it on there, it can show you, oh, these are going to be this big versus these are tiny little things or whatnot. Um I mean, not that that, that, I mean, Margaret, does that lay it on a picture or does that lay it on video? Like if you if you look at your phone yes. and point it, are you seeing the actual yes. movement of the picture? Yes, okay. I'm seeing it based on my plant. OK, cool. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. which which makes it really cool. If you're into knowing what the blooms are going to look like on your plants. Yeah, like that's mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a perfect application for it. Yeah. yeah. Um. I was going to say the one I've found the most useful use is uh, furniture, mm-hmm. shopping for furniture or uh, you know television set or anything that is something that is important to figure out how it's going to look in a room yeah. before you go out and buy it. And I love it. I mean, even like Best Buy on their mobile app, if you want to look at a TV set, it says, hey, do you want to see what this looks like in your room? And you just you know use your camera, point at the wall follow their instructions and then boom, there's the TV floating on your wall in your phone camera. And you can see exactly how big it would look in your room or a piece of furniture. Does, is it going to fit there? Will it be too big if I place it in this spot? Yeah. That to me is one of the most useful or practical applications of it, because really you want to see something added to your current real world environment, but without having to go through the cost, time, and energy of actually doing it. Yep. So that's, that's where augmented reality really works. Well, Brian, I think you and I both went through this recently. Um, 
especially during COVID times. But I actually bought a pair of glasses. Mm-hmm. Yep, I was going to say the same thing. The video or the, the virtual the, try on. Mm-hmm. Yes, the virtual try on yep. where I flipped the camera mode and I could see different frames yep. on my eyes. Yep. yep. So. No, and I think that's what that's what's incredibly cool, and where we can see how this technology is not only changed but actually um, crossed the line into being extremely helpful. So this has been around for a long time, right? Where it used to be, where I'd say, "Oh, May Margaret, let me take a picture of your face, and then uh, I will pull up those you know frames, and it will lay them on your face, right?" Well, now not only that, now it's saying. Hey, you know what? We're going to put it in there real time. So you can turn your head to the side. Mm-hmm. And as you turn your head to the side, those those glasses are also turning. So you can see the side view. You can see the front view. Just like with Alan, I can see where that TV is, but not just a static image. Let me take a picture of my wall and then let me add this thing on. Let me walk around the room and see, mm-hmm. oh, from over here, is that going to look too big? Or over here, is that going to look too big? And is that you know in relationship to the other things? That's where this this uh, technology has really taken off. And, and if if you think about it from the technology side, we're not going to dive much into that in terms of you know the coding of all this. But I mean, it's having to take anchor points throughout the you know the space that you're seeing in real time and changing that. So, Mayor Morgan, those glasses are looking at your facial features and not just saying, "Here's the distance of your eyes. We're going to throw it this way." It's saying. Here's the distance of your eyes. As you turn your head, we're seeing how those distance uh-huh. changes and everything. I think that's, I mean, it's fascinating. And yeah, for anybody who has experienced that, there are so many cool uses that I think yeah. we're going to see over the next few years. So so is the, is it AR or VR or neither of the, um, on your iPhone, the, the little emojis of yourself, the little yep. emojis yep. Mm-hmm. where when you're building it and you turn your head all different directions, you see it do that. I lift my eyebrows and my mm-hmm. cartoon eyebrows move. Is that one or the yeah. other? That's a really, that's a really good point. That's, it's kind of a blend, yep. isn't it, Brian? Yep. I mean, it, it's, it's augmented reality and it's taking real, real life photo and video of you. But yet it's, it's, it's making put, a virtual environment, right? It's turning you into a virtual space and environment too. So it's a blend of the two, actually. Well, and I think um, I think so, but that's a really great example of of both VR and AR. VR is when you yeah. make them emoji when it's a cartoon. AR uh-huh. is when you say add a top hat or add glasses to my video as I'm FaceTiming. Right? That's taking your your actual reality in the world and adding some digital components to it. The Memoji is taking you and making a cartoon version of you. So it's making a virtual version of you. Now, you could also say that is augmenting the reality. It's it's taking all of your reality and changing everything. It's not like we're creating a digital person that has no... Right. Because it's actually, it is reading reading my eyebrows, my face when I frown and do an over-exaggerated smile, you know, it picks up on that. When you lift your chin, it does that too. So that's the AR portion of it. Yeah. Yeah. Turning you into the character that would be in the world that's in the goggles. Right. 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 
Yeah, so I think you're right. I mean, if if you're taking reality, if you're taking what's happening and digitizing that or adding digitization to that, then it's kind of augmenting that reality. Just the the extent of augmenting, right? right? It could become full augmentation, which becomes like a virtual. Um, Now, that kind of brings up a really good point because, you know, in my prep for this uh, episode, you know, I started seeing a lot of different terms come up. Um, and there were some articles that were, say, for a year ago that would say, ooh, augmented reality versus virtual reality. What's the difference? You look at the ones within the past few months and they'll say VR versus AR versus MR versus XR. Uh-huh. Right. And the reason is because they've started to make questions exactly like you're bringing up there, me and Margaret. It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> These things are starting to get crazy here. Right. Well, so an easy way to think about it, and I could be, I'm going to give kind of the 10,000 foot level, but XR means extended reality. That's everything that we're talking about, right? That's the umbrella. So you can say that's the umbrella over all the different types of reality. We're discussing. all of these things are taking some form of reality and changing it, tweaking it, right. Extending it. Um, we have the VR. We know what that is. We have the AR. The mixed reality, I think, is kind of the cool part. And that's what's changed recently, which makes total sense. You guys have probably seen this as well. Well, now maybe I'll also bring in some other sensors or I'll bring in my wearables like my watch and have my watch mm-hmm. you know, tell the augmented reality what I'm doing so that it tweaks. Not only can I you know, not only can I see these things happening, but I can actually engage with those things, right? Mm-hmm. Which is where I get super, super uh, stoked about this, right? I mean, I'm thinking, um, well, so uh, Ikea, me and Margaret and I both love Ikea, right? Which, uh, mm-hmm. um, you know- Guilty yeah, here too. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, what I love about what Ikea has done is, you know, one, they had the virtual- reality of you could go on and actually see what a room would look like with these cool things, Mm -hmm. right? And kind of create your room. Oh, let me change the color of the walls. Let me change this. Let me change that. Put this bed in there. See how it all works. Then they start developing even the augmented reality, right? And one of the one of the most frustrating parts of something like IKEA is how do you put it together? (laughs) Right? I get it home in a box, how to put it together. Well, imagine I've got an iPad. I've got a box in front of me where I pulled out all the parts of this, you know, uh, bed that I'm putting together and I'm looking at the iPad, which is taking a video of the, all the parts on the ground and I press play and it says, you're going to take this part and it moves that part digitally to this other part and say, you're going to screw this one into that one. Go ahead and do that. Ah, that's what they mean. Cool. Let me do that. And then I come back and go, well, now that's done. Let's take this and move it to here. Oh, Talk about, I mean, things like car maintenance, um, building, any kind of repair, any kind of uh, Uh, building of something, repairing of something. I mean, already, you know, we've come so far in the idea of home improvement and home repair just with, just with YouTube videos. Imagine, but, but the problem with a flat YouTube video is your situation is going to look, could look different. Correct. May not have all the same parts, may not have all the same dimensions to work with. But that's where uh, this kind of uh, reality, augment, augmented reality comes in. It just yeah. can be really amazing. I mean, I, I think, you know, I've got a, you guys know that I've, I, I was not a mechanical person in terms of cars. 
until I bought an old van, right, where you had to become somewhat mechanical. But part of that was, yeah, I could look at all the videos and there's a number of people that had that same van, that same year, that same thing. But everyone's is a little different, right? So it would be great mm-hmm. if I could point at the wires and it say, ooh, highlight, this is the one you want to touch. <laughs> this is the one you want to move <laughs> that. That would be fantastic, right? Rather than me yeah. screwing up and touching the wrong one initially and having to find out right. the hard way. So I think there's there's lots of cool things. Now, just realize the technology behind that is insane, right? We're not just talking mm-hmm. about creating a video. You're talking about creating a video of all the all the different uh, possibilities built in so that it could cycle through them and figure out which one you're using. So, uh, so anyway, we've got uh, this idea of extended reality, which is everything. You've got virtual reality, which falls underneath that. You've got augmented reality, which is what we see probably through our phones, right, through our devices. And then you've got this mixed reality, which is let's also add in the use of, you know, gloves, right? If, if I were to put on a pair of gloves that had sensors in them to where I could reach out into those car parts and it would recognize what I'm doing and say, no, no, mm-hmm. don't touch that. When you touch this one, this is what's happening. Or I could reach out and digitally touch things that aren't really there and get mm-hmm. the sensation back in my fingers as if I'm touching them so I could learn how to engage with that. Yeah. Now we're talking about just a whole that's different level, cool. right? But you, you know, you think those, those gloves, that's exactly what the movie Minority Report did a long time ago. I put on yeah. gloves, I put on goggles, and I'm sorting through files. Well, now it's saying you can actually do that with an augmented version of reality rather than leaving reality. You're seeing yeah. what happens in your world. I, I think it's I, fantastic. I yeah. I, I I personally feel like virtual reality is still going to be more of a niche thing. It's not going to be a universal thing for people. I think in video gaming, yes, I think it'll continue to grow because I think ultimately what you want out of a good video game is to feel very immersed yeah, in the environment. From reality, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think there I think I think content creators like even like movie makers are gonna explore the idea of virtual reality as kind of a Imagine if you could actually watch a movie that you're actually engrossed in. Um, there's a, interesting ways to, to do some storytelling that way from a from a entertainment standpoint. Um, but I don't know if I see VR extending much outside of that. I yeah. mean, you know, I, flight simulators. I mean, I could argue that that's kind of a blend between entertainment and actual training and knowledge uh, sharing, and that's a great application probably some other avenues and, you know, I think you note say military and healthcare and mm-hmm. some places where a virtual reality could be helpful to actually be in a completely new artificially created environment for training purposes right. or education purposes. Where it might be, but, um, uh, might be unhealthy or, or uh, dangerous yeah. to be in the real world, to True. put yourself to in be that there situation. In real. To say, I'm going to cut someone's heart virtual. open right. just for practice, right? It'd be nice to have a virtual. I just think virtual that, reality yeah. is still going to be very much a, for those particular niches or markets. And yeah. I think augmented reality is a thing that could become mass, mass appeal to everybody. I agree. Because of all the applications for AR, I mean, I think we've already, even the ones we've already mentioned are ones that have a much, much, much broader appeal yeah. saying, Hey, I want to place furniture in my room. Okay. Well, just about everybody has a desire to do that at some point. Um, 
I want to try to fix something and I need some augmented reality instructions on how to do that. That could apply to just about anybody. Yep. So that's where I think things are really exciting. Um, what are some other other applications for either VR or AR? But I think more importantly, AR, because I think that's still where most everyday people are going to be kind of experiencing it. What are some other applications or things we can think of that could be useful with that technology? I think you were saying education and training Mm -hmm. on something. I think that's, I could imagine. So quick story on my, when I was in high school, we had the first, I was part of one of the first uh, teleclasses where they, where the teacher was not in our classroom Mm -hmm. and she was at another school and I was in the technology classroom. Right. But the Mm -hmm. kicker was, is that this class was sports medicine. Okay, Mm -hmm. so I don't have the teacher in there, but we've got dummies (laughs) and we have Mm -hmm. um, uh, she would put up a picture and she would put out her arm on the screen, you know, and the cameras over top of her on the desk. And she's drawing on her arm so we can see placement of wraps for Mm. injured arms and things like that. Like. I'm thinking the basis of uh, the basic stuff like learning stitches and different things, you know, placement of, of casts or anything like that, like training and education in the healthcare field, I think is huge for something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Actual placement of a broken bone. Right. Once you know that place, then you look at the kid's yeah. arm through this, this thing and you can see the exact to a millimeter where you should put it. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. seems like a no brainer to me. That's great. Well, it started to it started to happen. Um, you know, so our department has anatomy and physiology classes, and they've started to realize: well, is it really cost effective for us to bring in cadavers or bring mm-hmm. in uh, you know a cat for every person to be able to dissect, or could we actually have them virtually go through and manipulate? When you get the beauty of saying, "Oh, actually, let me yeah. change this." femur from a cat to a, um, a minx. Let me change it to this. And all of a sudden you could see that, which you could never do in the real world. Right. So the idea that you're actually, and I think that's, that's where I like that term extended reality where you could extend reality and get more out of reality. Right. Uh I think that's, what's really cool about that augmented. Um, I just, I, again, I just, I just want to find a way that we can get to the point where it's not looking through your device because they think that limits well, you so much, right? Looking through a phone to see what's happening, as opposed to, I, I want, yeah. I want the go- I want the glasses, or I want well, something that's going to to make more natural. Brian, I know you and I have been since this show started. We've been still the Apple fanboys on the show, and yeah. self admittedly, and you know, it is what it is. That's just where where our heads are most of the time. I and and I hate sound like I'm just bragging on Apple or going to make put Apple up on this pedestal, but. It will be the Apple headset yeah. when that comes out, yep. whether it's glasses, whether it's something different. I don't, whatever it is, uh, and it's stylish enough to where people want to wear it and there's enough application to it. I mean, I, I look at it just like the watch where, yeah, there were some people wearing watches, uh, digital watches that are uh, connected watches before the Apple watch, but it took the Apple watch to say, hey, here's something that actually looks really nice to wear. And has the right amount of functionality to make it right. useful. Right. Um, yep. That's when we'll see the AR stuff really take off. I'm still, you know, I'm the guy that before I go into a meeting sometimes or I'm getting ready to meet somebody, 
I find myself sometimes stopping before I go into the room, pulling up that person on my phone to say, let me make sure I know their name. Yep. I just want to make sure I, I need to remember what they look like in case I'm looking for somebody. Uh, I will do that. I'll use my phone to do that. The idea of being able to walk into what, a, what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> who, who am I going to follow today? Right. Um, <laughs> but if I knew that I could actually be wearing something that was going to prompt me very subtly, I mean, again, I don't want anything taking over my field of view, but just say, hey, uh, that person over there, based on your contact information in your phone and the database information we have and photos you have, that is the person. Yep. That is Joe Smith that you're supposed to meet with. Or, hey, uh, this guy, if uh, you know, he's also wearing goggles, so he can actually send you some of his contact information and you can have it pop up on the screen in front of you to view it yep. while you're talking to him. Anyway, there's just... So many great applications for that, but it does, never takes you out of the real world. I think right. is what's going to be the key for this right. whole thing. Right. Um, I think everybody's so fearful we're going to go to a uh, the Wally from the Aunt Pixar film situation where all we're doing is just sitting in front of a a virtual screen and virtually interacting with everybody. Yeah. And I think there's still dangers of that happening, but um, I think if we could still be so immersed in the real world and just have that extra information available to us. Um, when we need it, that's where it really becomes, you know, exciting to me yeah. anyway. No, I'm, I'm with you. If, if we can get, if we can get all of us to stop looking down at our screens for our own reality. And if that just means adding to what I normally see within the world, I mean, I, you know, again, we, we, we will probably think of this in the idealistic terms. There's lots of dangers with this, lots of oh, dangers, sure. right? But I think of like May Margaret, you know, so after our debate last episode, you know, we decided we really needed to get away and she and I went camping together. So we decided to completely get away from technology, which was kind of cool. But mm-hmm. imagine us. Then we couldn't argue. Yeah, we could not argue about social media, right? Um, but, you know, imagine you're, you're going out on a hike and you're able to look over and and actually see what mountain that is. Have a, you yeah. know, a tag that says right. that is you know, Mount Adams. And you would know that rather than saying, Ooh, let me see. And you're going in and now you're looking away from this beauty, looking down at your phone to try to figure it out. I just, I think the things that are positive about getting our heads up away from our devices and still being able to have all the cool information that, that I think has been so fascinating about having devices. I mean, we've had encyclopedias at our hands. It'd be great to have those encyclopedias without, having to look away from the world. Um, so again, lots of Agreed. dangers, but I'm super excited about it. I think, uh, well, I think that's an exciting piece. I think driving, you know, having navigation, not be somewhere that we have to look away from what we're actually, mm-hmm. where we're actually looking in the world to have it being in the corner of our view so that we can see, Hey, speed limit just changed or, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe that's where the camera that's on the back of our car shows up in the corner of our screen. So we don't have to change and we actually yeah. know when someone's in our blind spot and it's as part of our goggles. I think I think there's lots of really cool things that can happen. It's just I'm really glad I'm not the person who has to make the decision <laughs> as to what is safe and what's not safe and uh, at what level to yeah. go in. Uh, but I'm certainly well, going to try to enjoy it. Anytime we roll out a revolutionary type of technology, I mean, there's always dangers with it. I mean, there were dangers when cell phones became developed. There were uh, dangers with, 
I mean, there's danger putting a car radio in a car back when yeah. cars were first built. Yep. You know, there's a danger with everything you add technology-wise to, to your life. You just have to also constantly balance, is it worth the danger? Do I get enough benefit out of this to make life better yep. or not? I agree. I think augmented reality is exciting. I think it can, there's a lot more goods than bad, but I, I certainly acknowledge the dangers that come along with it. I'm more excited about that than any kind of thing in VR because I still feel like VR is still limited in scope. Not saying it's not impressive and can have some extraordinary uses, but I just don't think VR is the thing that's going to touch every possible human being, yep. possibly, where I think augmented reality could you know, could actually affect everybody to some degree. Yeah. Um, it's great. It's a, it's a, it's a natural extension and I'm excited to see what happens in this field going forward. But Brian, thanks for the kind of the, the primer there, the AR VR. I had no idea about MR or XR XR. Mm -hmm. So that was interesting. Thank you for that. Yeah. And, um, I think we're all just kind of curious to see where this goes in the future. No, I I think, I think it's exactly right. And I'll, I'll just, it's funny. You mentioned, you know, there's always people that are uh, averse to technology. I'm thinking of the yeah. person that's on the farm that says, you know, this is actually pulling away from my world. But but let me let me, you know, think about that person on a farm having their child having some sort of asthmatic attack and imagine the beauty of having access to information that says do this and gives you, you know, information right then. So I'm just thinking there, there are ways that if this became mainstream to where it really was kind of access to additional information without having to pull you away from your current reality. So as long as there's a, as long as there's a regulation, which I know there will be, and there'll be lots of fear enough that the regulation has to happen. Um, I just think I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. I think it's, it's pretty cool. Well, so yeah, it's great. I'm, I'm there as well. Absolutely. Very cool. Well, that is our our basic primer on AR, augmented reality, and VR, virtual reality, and just kind of the offshoots of that. Uh, if you want to kind of chime into this conversation, be a part of this, have any questions, uh, things you'd like to uh, con- uh, contribute to the dialogue, Brian, how do we want people to kind of reach out to us? Yeah, we're still we're still using email right now. Um, so if you can send us an email to info at the mesh TV info at the mesh.tv. Uh, tell us, you know, your use or your uh, excitement or fears of AR and VR for the future, uh, or tell us uh, what kind of topics you'd like us to get into in the future. We'd love to hear from you and, uh, and uh, try to try to gear our uh, episodes towards things that you want to hear. So info at the mesh.tv. And Margaret, thank you again for joining us, being part of our discussion. You are my escape from reality. I love it. (laughs) The the virtual of Margaret was really awesome to have here. This was great. This is, I'm I'm in my Zoom room. I'm locked away for a little while. This is my VR. Now, Alan, we're going to ask her, we're going to let her get the payoff of doing these last three episodes, right? And actually come back for the... Well, I was going to say our next episode, just because I love teasing this, our next episode is the Brothers in Tech Suggestions episode for the month. And this is where we each bring in our recommended piece of technology, software, app, whatever it may be. And so, Margaret, do you want to come back next week and uh, join us for that? 
Yes, I. That's those are my favorites, honestly. <laughs> this is the payoff, you know, Margaret. You worked three weeks for this. Now you get to actually bring your own deal. So this we is, make we make ready. sure people stick with us through these three episodes <laughs> to make sure that they're worthy yeah. of continuing on. So all that's right, great. all right. Well, Let's we'll see it. you next week for that. Everybody, stay tuned. Next week we will have our brothers and tech suggestions episode for the month, and then we'll keep on going with some other discussion topics after that as well. So for Brothers in Tech, this is Alan Jackson, Brian Jackson, me and Margaret Baker. I didn't even introduce you as, you know, you're you're a you're a media director, media producer with Jackson Creative, creative director for the whole group there. I'm I'm completely spaced on that. That's uh, all right. I'm That's sorry all right. About that. You did you did say though that this episode was, you know, uh geared towards everyday people, which I felt like I fit right in on that. So mm-hmm. as, as everyday people here I am that learning is, about. That is May Margaret's title reality. for the episode. Every everyday person. Everyday sorry. person. Okay. Love it. Anyway, sorry I did not give you the proper uh, kudos at the beginning, but uh, creative director for Jackson Creative and uh, very talented in the world of social media and media creation. So, all right, for brothers in tech and sister in tech, uh, this is Alan Jackson and Brian Jackson and May Margaret Baker saying thanks a lot. We will talk to you next episode. Take care. Bye bye. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.